The San Francisco 49ers defeat the Washington Commanders. Brock Purdy, franchise record-breaking performance this season. The new passing yards record for the 49ers. One seed, McCaffrey 2,000 yards. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. See a lot of you here in the live chat on this post-game Rapid React episode. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Croc. And it looks like the clock is striking zero as well for the Arizona Cardinals and Philadelphia Eagles as we go live. So the 49ers officially now have the one seed in the NFC as well. Week 17 for the 49ers or week 18, 17th game of the year for the 49ers against the Rams will not matter for that one seed. And so we'll talk later this week on what the 49ers plan will be there. Uh, We probably will not see Christian McCaffrey in that game more on his injury next croc, but we got to start with Brock Purdy, 4,231 yards, a new friend. What's that look on your face croc? (laughs) I don't like that look on your face. You know, I want to see the Los Angeles Rams lose. And for whatever reason, the Giants, who just ran a punt return back to potentially tie the game up, went for two-point conversion and missed. So oh. now the Rams are going to likely get a W and uh, I'm heading to the last game of the season against the 49ers, who likely will be resting some of the guys. But, uh, yeah, Brock Purdy, bigger and better things going on there. Uh, the, the, the coolest thing about Brock Purdy getting the record today that has been around for a long time. We're talking about, it was Jeff Garcia's record. So 2002 or whenever that was, he did it in 16 games. And I think there are a lot of records kind of being broken nowadays because you have that extra game, but being able to do it in 16, I think it just means a little bit more, at least to me, it does. We'll see if Brock Purdy has a chance to extend his franchise record in passing yards next week. 4,231 passing yards. Brock Purdy broke Jeff Garcia's record from 2,000 and actually leapfrogged a a couple of uh, 49ers on this day. Steve Young was number two on the list. Brock Purdy went from three to number one, the most passing yards in the history of a single season for the San Francisco 49ers. And Crocky did it in 16 games as well. So not even the benefit of the extra long seasons versus those other quarterbacks, Jeff Garcia and Steve Young when they respectively uh, did their thing and, and were at one point the, the franchise leader, single season leader and leaders in passing yards. So a phenomenal season for Brock Purdy. It was a get right game against a, a really porous Washington commanders defense and uh, 27 to 10, the final as the 49ers do defeat Washington in this one. Uh, 230 yards passing, two touchdowns for Brock Purdy in this game. By the way, his 30. He threw his 30th and 31st touchdown passes, uh, which has him amongst elite company as well. Montana, Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, and John Brody. Three of those guys, Hall of Famers. The only guys now, Brock Purdy, the fifth in franchise history to throw 30 touchdown passes in a season. 36 the record there, so still four short. And to be honest with you, Croc, 
about the only thing I didn't like about this game was the slow start and Kyle Shanahan not throwing it at the end to get Purdy one more touchdown. That would have left him three shy, potentially a big first half next week, and then sit down in the second half or something like that to break the, the touchdown record as well. 36, probably going to be out of reach with what the 49ers end up doing and how much they play Brock Purdy next week against the Los Angeles Ram in a, Rams in a game that uh, they don't need to play anybody, and we'll talk more about rest. But a phenomenal season for Brock Purdy and a nice get-right game here to uh, to gear up for the playoffs and now secure the one seed in the NFC. You know, it was a really weird game. You know, I remember logging on to Twitter or X at halftime, and the 49ers fan base, they were kind of up in arms with how the 49ers performed in the first half, maybe the defense not playing uh, exceptionally well. I think a lot of it came off of like a big play uh, on the slot fade on Diamondo Lenore, which I can kind of go into detail with that, just kind of some of the things I'm seeing. I know I sometimes come off as a DB apologist. Uh, I think on that play, it, you, he, Lenore just got beat, rebounded well, thought he played well down the stretch, had an interception, Traverius Ward interception as well. But in this slot with all that space, a guy with two-way go, it, it's third down. That's tough, man, against a speedster like Terry McLaurin. So, you know, ideally if I'm Steve Wilkes or, you know, somebody on the 49ers defensive staff, hey, we got Mooney Ward to the boundary. Let's leave him one-on-one. Let's shade that safety over to the field so he can help on a potential slot fade just to help your cornerback out, your nickel out a little bit more uh, because that slot fade that is really tough to defend. So now that was a big play they had. But outside of that, that's the 49ers defense. They gave up some stuff here and there, not a whole lot on the points and then eventually got the key turnovers they needed to stop some of the bleeding. So overall, you know, I was really uh, impressed with how the 49ers were able to kind of turn it on. And they've done this a couple of times where even though you can clearly tell they're not playing their best football, they still end up dominating the game. And you can excuse away a little bit of the slow start in the first half because it's a short week. You know, it was morning time. Look, I, I wasn't fully awake when that game started either. I got a cup of coffee. I don't have to get up and play a football game either on West Coast time, you know, at, at 10 a.m. So uh, road trip, short week on the East Coast. You could kind of excuse away some of that. And look, the 49ers are going to be at home for a long time as long as they win. They're home next week against the Los Angeles Rams. Then they got a bye week in the first round of the playoffs. That is now set. And then the 49ers have home field advantage for as long as they win. They will be at home unless they have to travel that short trip to Las Vegas to play in Super Bowl 58. So a phenomenal season for the 49ers. One more to go, but really this was the end result the 49ers were looking for. And they have achieved it with one extra game to play. One seed in the NFC, a record-setting season. McCaffrey going over... 2,000 um, all-purpose yards this year for the 49ers. A phenomenal season for him. But we do have to talk about, Croc, the uh, the injury to Christian McCaffrey. So, first of all, game ball to Brock Purdy, right? Uh, that, that's a game ball. Uh, nice bounce-back game for him. Game ball to Christian McCaffrey, Croc, uh, really for what he's done all this season. But I did get a little bit worried, Wince, because we've seen Christian McCaffrey all season long. Run off the field, he puts up the one finger, it's like, all right, Jordan Mason, uh, Elijah Mitchell, you get one play, and I'm coming back in. He was out for two plays. It was like, uh-oh, what's wrong with Christian McCaffrey? Because he's on, he's on the sideline for two plays. He didn't come back in the game. They were taping up his calf, looking at his calf. The fact that he did not come back means that they were holding him back. He had his helmet on. You know he's going to say, I'm good, and try to get back in the game. So congratulations to Christian McCaffrey, 2,000 yards. I think that's it for him for the regular season. Uh, Shout out to my guy, Guy you know, Guy Haberman, he made a funny comment on Twitter uh, talking about anytime you see McCaffrey not in the game, like, you should be worried. And one of the fans was like, no, that's just Kyle Shanahan. He's just mixing things up. And he's like, 
Kyle Shanahan doesn't mix things up. You know, it's like anytime you think Kyle Shanahan has improved in that uh, side of his coaching, it's like, no, there's probably something that's going on. And clearly there was because we saw uh, McCaffrey first standing on the sideline. Then it looked like they were kind of working on him a little bit. You talked about them taping his ankle up and is it the calf? He had a calf injury uh, late in last year, if you guys kind of remember uh, that as well. But that is something where hopefully he can just rest up and he's good come playoff time if he does not play next week, which, you know, now we know we don't need him to play. And then you have the bye week and then you have the divisional round game. I, I think that should be plenty of time for him to kind of come back from whatever is ailing him right now. Hopefully. Yeah. And, and hopefully it's not a, a really serious injury and, and it comes at a perfect time for him. And he got that 2000 scrimmage yard mark, which is really cool for him. Only the third player in NFL history to hit that mark in a season with two different franchises. Marshall Falk did it with the Colts and the Rams and Eric Dickerson did it as well. Also a former Rams. So uh, Christian McCaffrey, a phenomenal season for the 49ers. He's been a cyborg this year. You hope it's not anything serious and almost you feel lucky because when every time he gets tackled, I'm like, man, this is, uh, this is, this is when you can't have that injury to McCaffrey because you need him so much in January. And so hopefully he did escape a, a, a serious injury, sit him for two weeks. He's the one guy that does not need to see the field anymore phenomenal season 2000 scrimmage yards he's in the mvp conversation he's in the offensive player of the year conversation uh if anybody needs the rest it's christian mccaffrey who's really just been a cyborg for the san francisco 49ers since he showed up at the trade deadline last year get him right get him as healthy as possible a lot of tread on those tires he's he's touched the ball more than any player in the league this year and i don't to be honest with you i don't care what he says you keep him off the field next week two weeks of rest get him ready for for playoff game number one you think the MVP is a little bit out of reach now, especially with the day that Lamar Jackson had today? It's Lamar's. Yeah, I mean, it's Lamar's, right? You know, he threw five touchdown passes. And, yeah, and I saw one of them to Zay Joe or Zay Flowers, and, uh, you know, he'll probably rest next week anyway, so it's not like he's going to have some four-interception performance next week because the, and I didn't see the final score, but I assume the Ravens did beat the the Dolphins, right? Uh, oh. dropped them. Uh, they yeah. kept scoring. I think I have the score over here uh, 19 to 56. So. Yeah. So that's uh, that that's going to be that's going to be Lamar Jackson's award and it looks like we've got the one seeds and we might see those Ravens once again here in a, about a month and a half which will be very interesting here and so uh happy uh, new years to everybody out there. By the way, we're celebrating early right now uh post game 49ers Commanders more on this game. We're giving out game balls next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS is Prize Picks. It's you against the numbers. It's super simple. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, maybe sharks in the pool as well, all you do is you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections versus those prize pick projections and watch the winnings roll in. Up to 25 times your money you can win this football season and basketball season at Prize Picks. Turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks. Speaking of basketball season, they have combo projections as well now on Prize Picks. So when you're picking two to six players, you can pick some NBA players, some NFL players, and combine those. So, for example, uh, George Kittle plus Steph Curry, three pointers made plus receptions, 10.5 combo. You can go more than or less than on those combos as well at Prize Picks. So, all you have to do is go to prize picks and you can get a deposit match as well with our promo code prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, 
Download the app or go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. So McCaffrey, you know, we're hoping to hear the, the, the best for from his calf injury. And, and he's dealing with all kinds of other bumps and bruises that we don't even know about, I'm sure. So rest up, Christian McCaffrey. Get him ready for the playoffs. 2,000 yards, phenomenal season. But how about Elijah Mitchell? I want to throw out a game ball to Elijah Mitchell, who subbed in for Christian McCaffrey. And it's been a tough season for Elijah Mitchell. And he only had his – he got his, his week 17. He got his first rushing touchdown of the season in this game. He went 17 carries for 80 yards. 4.7 yards per carry. The running game looked fine with him in there. So uh, I thought that was fantastic to finally see him on the board with a rushing touchdown and see him healthy for the first time all season because it's been a tough go for Elijah Mitchell, who's been a good running back for the 49ers when he can stay on the stinking field. M- missed the last few games, but you know it was good to kind of watch him and see, like, oh, there goes that good runner that I remember. There were a lot of people that were upset early in the year with, man, why isn't Mason getting more carries than Elijah Mitchell? And Kyle Shanahan had some kind of snarky uh, remark when asked about that. I want to say it was uh, our guy Grant Cohn who asked the question, you know, like, why is he RB2? And he's like, because he's the second best running back on this team. <laughs> you know, But when, when you watch him, like the way he was able to move today and kind of running through some arm t- tackles, look very fluid, look kind of explosive, wasn't able to spring off a big run, but had a really good average. And then, like you said, finally got into the end zone. It was good to see the, you know, shoot, the 2022 version or 2000. Uh, 21 version of Elijah Mitchell, like what he was. And I think in this next game, if they sit uh, Christian McCaffrey, you're going to have to lean on him to be that guy as well. Shout out to Gammon in the, in the chat says my game goal, my, my game ball goes to Peacock and Croc. Appreciate that. Uh, Appreciate all the listeners out there all year long, man. We're talking 6 million downloads and listens here on locked on 49ers throughout the year seeing this thing grow from when i started when there was you know 100 people listening to my podcast in 2017 when i first joined this network and thought what the heck am i doing doing this daily podcast starting it in the off season i mean i love draft stuff it was like a daily podcast okay is this gonna work and man it's worked even brought croc in a couple years ago Uh, it's been phenomenal so shout out to you croc happy new year happy new year to all listeners we appreciate you guys throughout the year and uh, i think we're gonna start off 2024 with the bang here yeah, I hope so. I hope we start off 2024 with the 49ers, uh, you know, potentially getting that Super Bowl, hoisting that six Lombardi that's kind of been helping us. You know, I, I, I kind of it kind of reminds me of Blackjack, right? I don't know if, how many of you guys play 21 and play Blackjack, but, you know, you kind of keep playing, you know, like sooner or later I'm going to get that run. And I think 49ers right now, you know, like you get really close. Let's say you, you know, you got, you know, two kings and then the, the dealer gets 21. You're like, man, like I was that was such a good hand. How did I not hit? And then I think soon enough, like the 49ers are gonna get that that blackjack on their initial hand, and, and that's them hoisting the Lombardi. So uh, I it feels like this is the year. This is the, like the best 49 team I've seen. I think the defense right now, they've kind of lost a little bit of that, like that oomph that they had earlier in the year, but we've seen this. And if you go back to 2019, defense started out hot start to slow down towards the end, and then all of a sudden come divisional round playoff time, they were cooking. I think we could see a resurgence with the defense, something like that, uh, as you head into the playoffs. I want to stay on the offensive side of the ball, Croc, with some more game balls here. And um, how about 
George Kittle. Congratulations to George Kittle. A thousand receiving yards again. The, the I think he's only one of a handful of tight ends to ever do it three times. So a thousand receiving yards. And Debo Samuel, by the way, uh, is a little shy. And I, you know, I don't know how much the 49ers are going to play their starters next week, week 18 against the Los Angeles Rams. I don't think they're going to just sit everybody and, and let I, it's going to be a rest versus rust thing. I, I think we're going to see some starters out there. Probably not Christian McCaffrey, but Debo Samuels about a hundred, a little over a hundred yards. Shy, I think he's 800 and something yards. Could he get that thousand yard mark and then have 3000 yard receivers for the 49ers? That would be really cool in a season. that has been really record breaking for the 49ers offense. We talked about Purdy talked about, um, uh, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, I think should probably, he was the big receiver. He was the big playmaker on offense for the 49ers in this one, making plays down the field, seven catches for one fourteen. How about a game ball there, Craig? Well, real quick, back to Debo Samuel. He is shy of having a thousand yard receiver season, season, but he does have a thousand yards between rushing and receiving. So I don't know if that's still kind of, you know, go up there. Is that still a stat you throw out that you have Ayuk over 1,300 yards? You have Kittle over 1,000 yards. You have CMC over 2,000 yards. And you have Debo Samuel over 1,000 yards. That's a lot of production from your, your big dogs, from your star players. No doubt. No doubt. How about, how about uh, Charverius Ward? The big interception didn't get credit for the the long return. Thought it might have been a pick six for a little bit. Looking faster in those green or in those gold cleats, too. Right, Croc? Is that, is that me, or does he look faster in those gold cleats? He looked a little faster. I still think he, you know, had an opportunity to score there. We do definitely have to talk about the interception real quick. You know, one thing, when you're backed up against a goal line like that, I always tell my guys, don't give ground into the end zone because the guys, you want to dictate the route depth of the receiver. And I thought he did a terrific job of playing catch technique there off about six yards, not backing out, but playing more laterally. So once the receiver kind of tried to run his whip route, boom, he sat on that route got hands on and read it all the way down. And then the receiver kind of gave up on the route. Like he was so locked up that he gave up on the route and boom, that opened the door for Traverse Ward to get the interception. So uh, that's a clip I'll be showing to all my defensive back. When you dictate the route depth of the receiver, this is what it looks like. A great rep from Ward. He's having a tremendous season, probably solidify him as himself as an all pro this year. All right, we're going to finish up this episode of Locked On 49ers next. We're giving out more game balls, and now that we know the 49ers are going to be the one seed in the NFC, that has been clinched now due to a combination of losses from uh, the the Lions and the Cowboys and the Eagles and the 49ers win. Week 18 is not going to matter there, but I want to talk more about this football team, what we've seen this year, and what to expect going forward and into the playoffs as the one seed next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Whenever we talk about betting odds, we are talking about those odds you can find at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And for new customers at FanDuel, you can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet and win that $5 bet. Actually, excuse me, you don't even have to win that $5 bet. It is win or lose. $150 in bonus bets, win or lose at FanDuel. So the NFL season uh, wrapping up now in the regular season, but there's still a lot of times to get in on a lot of action at FanDuel. There's tons of draft props as well, and every other sport out there, NBA, NHL, motorsports, um, billiards, you know, like you can find it. 
at at FanDuel and get in on that action. Uh, the app is super easy to use. Love the website. Love building my own parlays. Live same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab as well. Uh, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and a ton more. All you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on and make that first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So we got game balls to every, I mean, we're giving out a ton of game balls and that's just what you do here after a big win for the San Francisco 49ers locking up the one seed. We got Purdy game balls. We got McCaffrey game balls. We got Mitchell. We got Charvarius Ward, uh, Kittle, Ayuk. Who else? We're, we're, we're raining game balls down, Croc. Who else gets a game ball on this one? Well, I think I got to start with Traverius Ward. You know, he, he made a really big play. You know, again, I, t- I talked about the interception to kind of stop the bleeding. And, you know, that was at a time where you got, you know, the Washington, they're driving. The 49ers were kind of giving up these long, sustainable drives uh, from the Washington Commanders. And then, boom, you get that interception right there. You know, after, obviously, the 49ers scored, and then you get the interception. That kind of really turned around this game in a major way. It was still kind of a close game at that time. So I definitely want to give a game ball to Traverius Ward. That was big time. And he also talked about how if he caught any more of those passes because he was leading the league in passes defense, uh, you know, he would be considered one of the better corners in the league. And I think now uh, what he's done probably since making that comment, I, I don't even know. I think he may, may have had an interception early in the season uh, playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So maybe week one, I think he had a pick and then he didn't have one for a while after that, but I say over the last few weeks, he had four interceptions. So uh, good job in this game. Uh, I, I feel like that really kind of started the 49ers started to pour it on after that interception from him. So I, I give him a game ball. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it going, uh, especially with the offensive side of the ball. So look, I think Kyle Shanahan, we're at this portion of the season where the 49ers have the one seed now. And so it's sort of like a, a season-long game ball for, for Kyle Shanahan. He coordinated an offense that is the most, uh, among at least the most prolific. It's I mean, we, we, we just saw a passing record set by Brock Purdy when he has the 21st most, most pass attempts in the NFL, right? Uh, and it is a, is a franchise passing record. The efficiency of this offense, having a 2,000-yard scrimmage yard running back, having multiple 1,000-yard receivers. And uh, it's been phenomenal what this offense has done this year. And so if you want to say, oh, it's all because of Shanahan that Brock Purdy's doing what he's doing, then you got to give him Coach of the Year awards. And I know they started slow on this trip, but, um, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, you got to give him – I think you got to give him a game ball <laughs> in the chat – have at you says uh, give Shanahan a game ball for kicking Wilkes out of the booth. You know how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it made a, it made a difference. Uh, it made a short term difference. They kind of got back to their old tackle missing ways recently, which I don't like. That is something the 49ers do need to clean up is, is uh, the tackling on the back end a little bit. And they've played a lot of snaps too. So um, I, I think, I think rest is so important for the 49ers right now. So it's really awesome. They have an opportunity to do whatever they want to rest wise, play a little bit, play a lot next week. Don't play at all. They can do whatever they want now that they have the one seed locked up. Yeah. I think that's probably really most important kind of get that one seed locked up, but they definitely have to have conversations about this tackling. Uh, you talked about, and you kind of threw out numbers on what it looked like earlier in the year, the 49ers defense was really cooking and, you know, the amount of missed tackles as opposed to in losses 
And as of late, even in some of the wins, the tackling has not been great at all. I think, you know, when you start to play some of the better teams, we saw it against Baltimore. Some of the things that, you know, allow drives to continue to go, you just can't have the missed tackles, especially at the rate that the 49ers are having them right now. Had them early in this game, I think it kind of impacted the game early and made it a little bit closer than it had to be. You know, it was strange. And I asked mid-game, I asked David Harrison, the host of Locked On Commanders, uh, if the if the commanders backup defensive backs were better than their starters, because they had like Emmanuel Forbes, who's a first round pick on the bench. He made a play in this game. Quan Martin, who was a, a guy I liked for the 49ers, supremely athletic player coming up, making big hits. And, and he was been a backup for them this season. That's a first and a second rounder just sitting there on the bench. And I didn't think that secondary was as bad as they had been most of the year. They've been the worst defense in the league this year, Croc. And maybe it was a, I don't know, maybe it was a slow start by the 49ers, but, I was a little bit surprised how good the back end of the Washington Commanders defense played in coverage in this game, especially early. Yeah, there were a lot of guys out in this game, and I thought, oh, man, that's this is for the 49ers to take in advantage of. And then in the first half, they just did not. There were a lot of really short passes, uh, you know, one shot downfield to Kyle Juszczyk, who actually had a good game, pass catching, probably his best pass catching game of the season, but had one where it, it was contested uh, challenge, but I thought it was a good throw. By Brock, but then in the second half, when I start opening up, there's a beautiful shot down the right sideline to Brennan Ayuk from uh, Brock Purdy. I mean, just a tremendous ball that hit Ayuk right in stride. And you know, we've talked about not having to have a big arm to make some of these throws, right? You know, I think it was a 37 yard completion. So you know, it's not like he had to air it out. I, sure, I I had tweeted out. I said, man, great throw by Brock Purdy. Like that was a dot. And then immediately after that, Tyrod Taylor throws a ball that had like 60 air yards, hit a guy in stride for a touchdown. I was like, oh, that looked a little different. So there is a difference, but at the end of the day, 49ers, same results, a perfect in-stride pass down the sideline that still opens up the field for the 49ers. So uh, that was a good job on one of those corners that were really filling in for uh, Washington today. A comment in the chat here I want to address really quick, Croc, if I can uh, find it quickly. And it is from Have At Ya. He says, uh, so Purdy plays well, we win. He plays less than well, we lose. Chris McCaffrey played well in all the games we lost also. So Purdy is MVP of the team. What do you think about that? <laughs> and the, the, four, the one thing I did want to see is, if and McCaffrey, like we said, it's been a cyborg. He never comes off the field. What he does, it's for a play, comes back in. He was off the field for, uh, you know, for to, to allow another running back to get 17 carries. And the 49ers ran the ball fine. And I think that was a good thing to show and just put out there and remind everybody like Kyle Shanahan offenses ran the ball well before McCaffrey. They'll run the ball well after McCaffrey. McCaffrey's McCaffrey's obviously a different dude and way more dynamic. But I don't think you if if, if you do lose McCaffrey to an injury, let's say this calf injury is terrible and he's going to miss an extra week and he's not even there for a playoff game. 49ers can win those playoff games and can run the ball. Um, you might throw the ball to Debo and and use check out of the backfield a little bit more than, than McCaffrey, obviously is what we kind of saw in this game. I think that's why there was more usage for Kyle use but they were still able to run the football. And, and I think having the best quarterback play possible this year. And I think have at you is on something. That's why Purdy was my MVP of the team over McCaffrey is because that's what's the, the quarterback play is really what's raised the ceiling of this football team in this offense as great as McCaffrey is. And he is great. It, it, the quarterback play is really what did it? And uh, and and I agree. I think I think Purdy is my my MVP, even with the bad week last week. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey helps a tremendous amount, but I think yeah. the 
the biggest issues, if we talk about, you know, what has resulted in wins and losses, it has to be the turnovers by Rob Purdy. You know, in, in the games that the 49ers lost, like just look at the turnover, look at the interceptions thrown or, or the fumbles and, and whatnot by Brock Purdy. Like that was the issue more times than not, whether it's, you know, CMC being out or Brock Purdy not playing, right, whatever it is. It's like, just don't turn the ball over. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I think most teams would say it's not ideal when you're turning the rock over. Uh, more times than not, you'll lose when you lose the turnover battle. And I think that's been the case for the 49ers in those lots. So, yeah, I think that is heavily dependent on Brock Purdy not really being a game changer, which he made a game changing play on the kind of Russell Wilson scramble around, throw the ball uh, point. He did the whole Madden playmaker thing to Brennan Ayuk, and that, that was awesome to see. Not saying he has to do those things all the time, but, you know, don't lose the game. I think that's what, you know, Cam, Cam Newton was talking about, you know, a, a game manager is someone who does not lose the game for you. I think that's what this supporting cast is his most important job. Like, don't lose the games. And he single-handedly threw away a game against Baltimore because he turned the ball four times. If he doesn't do that, you likely probably win. I mean, he turned over three times in the first half, and you were down 12 points. So I'd say, yeah, MVP of the team. I mean, he's the quarterback, and he has a bigger impact on the play-to-play basis. But mm. he definitely helps that McCaffrey's as good as he is. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because we said this after the three-game losing streak, too. It was like, Purdy's been the same guy. And he was the same guy then, and he was kind of the same guy against the Ravens. You know, some tip balls, some bad luck. It's just the turnovers that you can't have, and I think that's really what it is. And I don't think Purdy's been exceptionally bad or exceptionally great or exceptionally different in most of the games he's played. He's pretty much been the same guy, and that that's what has me excited for the playoffs because Purdy's going to be that guy. And um, with a little luck, I think you uh, – you feel really good about where the 49ers are right now going into the playoffs. And, and hopefully those guys that are banged up will be well rested. All right. For him, it's it's just and, – and the team as well because we saw with uh, Jake Moody when he missed the field goal to win the game in Cleveland. But just not pressing in the moments where your team needs you most because that has felt like the times where it gets a little tight offensively. So, you know, falling behind and kind of just being a little bit weird against Baltimore. Then all of a sudden there's just four turnovers that happen to happen, uh, you know, by, from Brock Purdy. Like that's – there's something there because, you know, it happened in Cincinnati, like just turnover plays. It happened in uh, uh, Minnesota. You know, it yeah. you had those things that happened in, in Cleveland, which, again, not all Brock's fault, but just the team has kind of played tight in those moments. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably the one thing that I feel like they still haven't checked off the box, that box. Like just I'm I'm down seven, you know, seven points in second half. Are we going to be tight or can we continue to be this uh, team that we typically are when you have a lead, which I know you call them kind of and not in a disrespectful way, but the ultimate like front runners, you know, yeah. they're, they are amazing front runners. And they're good at getting in front and they're great at staying there. And that's great. how they want to play that, that they're built for that. Great, great at getting in front. Yeah. Uh, last one real quick here, uh, and we had a couple of comments here in the chat about the 49ers safety and some of the uh, the, the banged-up safeties the 49ers have. And um, Trace Farmer here says, thoughts on Logan Ryan's performance? And it's like, I I forgot that they had the, the safety injuries, right? And I think that's the best thing you can say about them. When you're not hearing their numbers called, it's kind of like an offensive lineman. When you don't hear 
about them, that's usually a really good thing. And and that's what we said leading up. It's like we have to stop worrying about the 49ers secondary and their and their safeties, especially because they just get good safety play no matter what. It's unbelievable. And they got to get safety play today without having a great pass rush. You know, I know that yeah. a lot of people are complaining about kind of the lack of pass rush. So hopefully they can get back to really pressuring quarterbacks on a consistent basis. You saw when they did start pressuring quarterbacks, the the uh, Sam Howell, the ball started coming out funny. You had a Diamondola Lenore interception late uh, on, you know, when he got the quarterback got sandwiched by Nick Bosa and somebody else. So uh, continue to get that pressure. I think that's one thing that they can be a little bit better at next week if they do play some of their starters. Appreciate all the everydayers out there. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Happy New Year and even bigger and better things happening for everybody here uh, at Locked On 49ers. 49ers fans, the network-wide crock. Appreciate you all year long as well. And we will be back with you guys tomorrow right here. Locked On 49ers.